right. Welcome, everybody, to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live. I'm Steve. Right with me is Jeff Maxwell. And you are watching us on Facebook Live, getting ready to go live on WGOW Talk Radio 102.3. Our guest tonight is Steve Dotson, America's Cookout Coach. We'll be taking questions at 267-1023. 267-1023, area code is 423. If everybody watching and listening on Facebook wants to join in the fun and frivolity, please do so. We'll be coming at you in just a few minutes. Aaron, our producer, is off tonight. So if there's any technical problems, congratulations. You get to witness them firsthand. But I believe we can pull this off. <clears throat> I believe we can pull this off. Not your first rodeo. No, it's not. No, it's not my first rodeo. Let's see. I just don't know how to share it like Aaron does. Oh, well. Do you know how to share it, Jeff? Can you share it to uh, Backyard Smokers Barbecue? Well, I certainly will try. There we go. Hit share. I may be able to do it if I do it out of Steve Ray. <clears throat> Share now to public. That'll go to mine. No, we don't want to do that. <laughs> I think I just shared it. I think I think I just shared it to my HOA Facebook page. How funny is that? <laughs> All right, that'd be funny. That would be funny. More options. <laughs> share to a group. I believe. I believe that's what. Well, let's share to. Let's see. Backyard. I believe I figured this out, guys. Got it. Boom. Bada bing. Got it. All right. Stella. Our number is 423-267-1023. Steve, you still with us? Yes, sir. That was exciting. I did that. We might have to. We might. We might save twenty bucks a show and fire Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's really. I don't think that's a bright idea. <laughs> you know, you know, it takes it takes four people for me to do a show. Greg Rimpey does every Tuesday night. Does it twice as good with one person. <laughs> oh boy! Well, he just he just better watch out because I can feel I feel the momentum growing. Oh, I'm coming! I'm coming! Show. You know, yes, sir. I'm, I'm coming at him. I'm coming at him. Everybody I always Facebook. tell people they might beat me, but they're not going to outwork me. That's right. That's 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 the, that's definitely right. Let's see. Is this? Yeah. Okay. You know the old saying, will and want. Anybody can want something. Yep. Once you put the will to succeed, you're going to be successful. Exactly right. We'll be getting started here in just a second. Everybody hang in there with us. We'll be simulcasting to Talk Radio 102.3 in just a few moments. So exciting. This is so exciting getting ready to go in the air. 11 months after the death of George Floyd, Derek Chauvin was found guilty of two counts of murder and one count of manslaughter. When big things happen, WGO. Weekday mornings, I'm up to my neck in news and traffic, swimming through the sea of information with you. Kevin West, the latest news and right now traffic on 102.3 FM, The Talk Monster. Talk Radio 102.3 FM, The Talk Monster. Welcome to the weekend, and welcome to The Barbecue Show with Steve Ray. 
The Barbecue Show is brought to you by the Alistair's Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop in Ottawa, by the historic Midnight Oil Service Station in Ottawa, by Michelin Tires, because so much is riding on your time, and by all the great barbecue products and supplies at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop. I know you've got questions, and we've got answers, so pick up the phone, 423-267-1023, and let's talk some barbecue. Hey, everybody, hey. welcome. To the Owls Nest Barbecue Show live here on Talk Radio 102.3 and on the Owls Nest Barbecue Facebook page. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening, everybody. It is the weekend. Don't now listen, it's gonna rain tomorrow and it's gonna rain a lot, but do not let that cancel your barbecue plans. Get inside, put up a tent, do what you have to do. Because what's the old saying? If what what happens if it rains, Steve? We cook in the rain. There we go. We we cook in the rain. Our number is four two three. Two six seven one zero two three four two three, two six seven one zero two three. We'll be glad to entertain all of your barbecue questions tonight. Our broadcast partner every Friday night is Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook, the number one destination for question answers. And even if you want to post some pictures and do a little Facebook food bragging, go to Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook. We're in touch, so you be in touch as well. Follow Owl's Nest Barbecue on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show podcast is available every week. After we do the show, we post the podcast. And if you don't get to listen to it all, you can listen to it in the comfort of your car, wherever you follow your podcast needs. 267-1023, that's our number, 267 267- 1023, we'll be going to our guest in just a moment, but I want to tell everybody that this is the What's New in Barbecue segment, and it's brought to you by Meat Church Rubs. Matt Pittman and the crew at Meat Church turn out some great barbecue rubs. You can get yours at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ultawa. Matt Pittman and Meat Church Barbecue. Barbecue, you know, Jeff, we, we lost a we lost a good one this week. Yes, uh, West from Charlie's. West AG passed away last weekend and um, left behind Charlie's Barbecue and Bakery on East Main Street. What a great place. Um, he and um, his girlfriend, Elizabeth, who was the co-owner in, of the uh, store, were on the show, what, about two, two and a half months ago? And um, just very gracious people, a lot of fun they were. And uh, Elizabeth is back at work at the store, so now is the time, more than ever, the supporter. Yeah, more than ever. If you're out and about, go to Charlie's Barbecue and Bakery out there on um, uh, East Main. I think and they do right. an excellent job. Yeah. Well, they, they, their food's fantastic. And Elizabeth, can she can cook. She can bake, buddy. Yes, sir. I mean, she is the baker in the bakery. Uh, new products at the Owls, Owls Nest Barbecue. Uh, this week we got in Butcher Barbecue Beef Jerky. Did you Did you try that today when you were in the store? No, I didn't, and I meant to grab some, and, you know, my son went on a church retreat. I was going to give him something to take with him mm-hmm. and have him do a test market for you, but I I forgot. Well, we've got all three flavors, smoked chipotle, grilling addiction, and honey rub. All three are tasty, so if you're a jerky guy or gal, stop by and try some. Also in stock, Butcher Barbecue's Liquid Smoke. We talked about that two weeks ago. We finally got it in. And it's not a replacement. Everybody goes, you know, oh, no, liquid smoke, that's terrible. It's not a replacement for barbecue. It is a recipe enhancer. If you're doing some baked beans, put a little bit in there. You'll get a real nice taste. 
uh, macaroni, stir it into the macaroni real good, and uh, you'll you'll really like that. So, um, liquid smoke available now at the Allison's Barbecue Store. Also, we just got back from uh, Ackworth, Georgia, yesterday, where we went down. And, and uh, folks, I'm going to tell you something. I've got a Jeff. I've got a tourist attraction now. I've got a smoker that is so big. This is we are calling this the um, the custom Owl's Nest Barbecue Behemoth King of the Forest Smoker. Now this thing will hold forty five pork butts, thirty two briskets, forty five rib racks, and more than a thousand chicken wings. And we'll have. If it's and not a hundred and forty pound human being, that, that's exactly right. <laughs> It'll hold Grayson. <laughs> yes, it's so, huge. So if you're out and about in Old Watermark, come out. If it's raining, we won't have it outside, but we'll have it inside the back garage, and you can come by and get your picture made with it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. The, you know, I, I was at the sh- store today with Steve, and a couple of people came up and were talking about the other smoker as well, and they were just wanting you to put a uh, Tennessee sticker on yep. it. We got, that, that might fly off the shelves here. We got a limo junior in, uh, also from QSB, and that's a smaller version. But it'll hold, let's see, nine butts, um, one, two, three, four, 12 racks of ribs. Um, it'll, hold, it'll hold about. Um, I fit 12 butts in that one before. Tw- yeah, I know, but it's, it's, it's tight. tight. It's tight. Um, 12 racks of ribs, you made me lose my thought. Let's see. Um, chickens, it'll hold, it'll hold 12 chickens easy. And it'll hold probably, ah, it'll hold 400 chicken wings. So we've got that in stock as well. Plus our Green Mountain Grills and our smoke smokers as always. And we just got in today our new line of Memphis wood-fired pellet smokers. They are still in the shrink wrap on the pallets in the back garage. And we'll be getting them out tomorrow. And putting some of those together. If you we we had uh, the representative John Manley on last week from Memphis Wood Fired Pellet Grills. These are all stainless steel. It's a high end grill. Uh, you can you can configure them to actually cook a steak, um, grill a steak, and then sear it over an open flame. It is a it is a unique and remarkable grill. And those will be available starting tomorrow at the Allison's Barbecue Supply. And don't forget. On May Saturday, on May Saturday, on May 15th, it is a Saturday, uh, I'll be hosting the Owl's Nest Barbecue Brisket Boot Camp. That's just in time for Memorial Day weekend. We have eight spots left. The cost is $200, but that includes a full 15 to 18-pound packer brisket, a new boning knife for trimming, and everything that you'll need to smoke a brisket to perfection. All you need to do is bring a little notepad in a pencil with you. I'll have everything else there for you. We're going to start at 7 o'clock that morning, and the cost is $200. And when you leave there Saturday afternoon between 2 and 3, you will have the knowledge to cook the best brisket in your neighborhood, I guarantee it. You can call me at 423-593-6588 or text me at the same number, 423-593-6588. Or if you're interested in doing it and you don't have a pencil and you're driving and you can't write down the phone number, just simply message me on Facebook at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page. Send me a message and I'll answer that in the morning. And we'll get you all signed up for the Owl's Nest Barbecue Brisket Boot Camp. And it will be fun. Jeff will be there helping me. He he doesn't know it yet. but And I think, I think even Frank, I think Frank is going to come out of semi- 
barbecue retirement and help us too. So well, you it'll know, be fun. You didn't tell me but when you announced you were going to do it. I just assumed. Yeah, you can assume. It's always safe to assume around me. All right, let's get let's get to the fun part. Now, listen, we want you to call. If you got a question about barbecue, I've got the guy you need to talk to. This is America's cookout coach. He and tonight he is coming to us live from the Marietta River City Barbecue Contest in Marietta, Ohio, to explain barbecue profile flavors, methods, smokers, and the best food to eat after cooking and smoking barbecue all day let's go to the butcher barbecue hotline and we're going to pick up america's barbecue coach steve dotson what's up buddy not much just uh here at marietta uh getting ready to cook kcbs contest tomorrow now for the for those listening and watching on here back here in chattanooga and on facebook describe the scene of a competition barbecue event for us steve uh, well, <laughs> to look at it, it kind of looks like uh, a cross between a an RV campground and a college football stadium parking lot on game day with a bunch of tailgaters. Oh, okay, that's a that's a good description. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I always, whenever somebody asks me about it, I always describe it as imagine a imagine a tailgate where everybody is an amazing cook. <laughs> I like that. And now, how many? Um... What kind of a, what kind of a field do we have? What, what's the uh, number of cooks in each division? So this is this is a uh, twenty nine team pro comp, I believe. So you've got your qualifier for the Jack Daniels mm-hmm. and for the American Royal. Now Ohio is is sort of a fledgling backyard community. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on there, so I believe there are only eight of us this weekend. Oh my! Uh, but in that, you've got. Um, Let's see. I'm currently setting it at seventh in KCBS and ribs and fourteenth in chicken. Um, my buddy Ham Squad's here. He's number two in KCBS and ribs and uh, top ten in chicken. And uh, another one of our, our friends and, and a big OBR supporter, uh, Alan Nichols with Dog Patch Barbecue, is here. And he's like third in the KCBS backyard and ribs, and uh, I think he's top ten in chicken. So there's only eight of us here, but um, you know, there's some there's some people that are making waves. Quality, so, not quantity. That's it. I almost so we competed last weekend as well, and I almost feel more pressure here with just eight teams because you don't want to be the odd man out here. Whereas last week we were competing with uh, twenty-eight teams, and uh, it just, I don't know, it just felt like less pressure there. Now the name of Steve's team is DQ'd Barbecue, and uh, tell me how the DQ'd Barbecue team did last weekend. Where were you, and what was the contest, Steve? Right, so we were in Hagerstown, Maryland, or Hagerstown, Maryland. I always say it wrong. Um, that contest was the Interstate Barbecue Fest Double. Uh, Rob Emmer and his team put on a great contest there. It's, it's always wonderful. Uh, and he made it a double this year, which is even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's see. Out of 28 teams on day one, we finished with a uh, – what did we get? We had a third-place rib, uh, ninth-place chicken, and we finished fourth overall. Day two, uh, I believe we dropped down to 20 teams, and we finished with a fifth-place rib, a tenth-place chicken, and seventh overall. So we got a little room for improvement there. Hopefully we'll make that ground back up this weekend. Yeah, but you're, you're, finishing, you're finishing in the top ten consistently. And, and explain, explain to everyone listening, and I don't want to make this a show about competition barbecue because that can get a little drawn out, and we're here to help people. But 
explain the year-long competition, how it works, uh, sort of like a um, a NASCAR uh, event or a NASCAR circuit. Right. So for me, uh, in the backyard, we've got uh, ribs and chicken team of the year races, and the way it works for the backyard is KCBS will tabulate all of your scores from all the contests that you've competed in over the course of a, a competition year, which I believe is October 31st, um, you know, one year mm-hmm. and that's the end. Um, and they'll tabulate your top five scores. So basically this is my fifth contest. So we've just, we've been adding scores this whole time after this one, every contest will be an attempt to do better than whatever my worst score is. So for instance, right now, I know in ribs, I had a, uh, something happened and I ended up with a 15th place rib. So after this contest, uh, the goal will be to finish higher than 15th place to replace that score. Then once you replace that score. And so basically it's just me and my buddies driving around cooking, trying to beat each other just by a little bit and accumulate a higher group of, of finishes. Our number here at studio is 423-267-1023. If anybody in the Facebook chat has a question, feel free to pick up the telephone and give us a call. And, of course, anybody in the listening audience here in Chattanooga, you know the talk radio number, 423-267-1023. Pick up the phone if you got a question about barbecue, about competition barbecue, or if you're cooking something this weekend and you're a little lost, like if you're working on a brisket or working on a pork butt, um, and if you if you need some help, we'll, uh, we've got America's Cookout Coach Steve Dotson with us live tonight, and he can help point you in the right direction. Steve, we're going to get into some barbecue talk right after this break. You hang in there, okay, in Marietta, Ohio. Steve Dotson coming to us live from the Marietta River City Barbecue Classic. You're listening to the Al's Nest Barbecue Show live here on Talk Radio 1023 with Steve Ray and Jeff Maxwell. The Al's Nest Barbecue Supply is the proud home of all the butcher barbecue products from two-time world champion David Bosca. His rubs, sauce, and grilling oils turn ordinary barbecue into extraordinary barbecue. Grilling addiction rub to the famous barbecue mud. Get your butcher barbecue products at the Al's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ultwa. We'll be right back, so stay with us here on Talk Radio 102.3. Let her rest in a hole in the ground. Stick around for the great No ear tickling here. I think we have to continue to. I always had, you know, barbecue. So he tried his first one a day, and he went on a versatile grill, so he got the, the spirit, right? Right. I want, you know, you can you can cook with that. Just offset, you know. Cook it. Talking to the microphone. Get a, get Don't a, talk to me. Get, yeah, get a sm- get a you know a smoke tube. You'll be able to make some barbecue on there. Mm-hmm. And um, he had twelve people over the first time he's ever cooked a butt. And he called me and said, "I could do better, but that was pretty darn good." But they loved it. Yeah, they loved it. They loved eating his free food. Imagine that. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Last weekend. Uh, I had at the contest, I had five of my coworkers show up. And so I fed them and they were all gracious stuff to tell me it was fantastic. But yeah, it, once, once you've spent enough time working on trying to perfect barbecue, whenever, I don't know, whenever someone tells you that they love it, it, it feels good. 
But at the same time, you know, everybody loves free barbecue. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, competition barbecue and backyard barbecue, I mean, for cooking for your friends, I think it's different. I mean, I cook, I cook a pork butt different at home because, first of all, my wife doesn't like it over seasoned. You know, and I think sometimes we we put many too too many layers sometimes in a competition. But you're you're cooking to six judges, so yeah, I'm one of those weirdos who I'll cook competition everything all the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten bored of it yet. Um, and when I'm doing it at home, I just throw a different twist on. Like I I try something new, right? Because I don't try new things at competitions, so that's my chance to I'm gonna. I'm going to try to amp it way up, but let's throw a little different kick on it and see what happens. I think what makes – I think when you, when you when you compete and, and then you cook at home for friends or in like an event like we do, Jeff, I think what where, you, where your experience really comes in is not so much the flavors but the tenderness of the meat. I think you cook it to a, a more perfect tenderness than a lot of people are used to getting. And um, I think that's the difference that it makes. I know when we do, uh, you know, pork butts, it's, it's you know, we make sure we, we cook them, you know, up to two, 210 all the way through. So the roast is, that little roast inside is soft. And, um, you know, I, think, I don't think people are used to that, that, that eat restaurant uh, barbecue, because I think so many restaurants that might be a little tough. And, um, you know, I think, it just, I think it's the tenderness of the meat is what people are, are tasting and they don't really know what it is, but they, I think, I think that's what it is. It's also tough to hold that roast for artist way to hire. And right now you can try zip recruiter for free. That's right. Free at ziprecruiter.com slash radio. That's ziprecruiter.com slash radio. Recruiter.com slash radio. Facebook. Stand by. Radio 102.3. Welcome back, Welcome all you Friday night date people. We are back in the morning radio garage. Boy, that's a throwback, isn't it? <laughs> the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply Show live here on Doc Radio 102.3. Are you a Malcolm Reed fan? Are you a Malcolm Reed fan, Steve Dotson? I love him. Sure you are. Jeff, are you a Malcolm Reed fan? Absolutely. Well, sure you are. And we have the entire lineup of how to barbecue right rubs and sauces at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. Did you see Malcolm use his classic, the barbecue rub, on a pork butt, then follow it up with his AP rub? Yeah, I saw that too. And you can get them both at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. Our number is 423-267-1023. If you're driving around, if you're going out to eat, if you're driving around with your wife or your date, and you're, you're looking for a place to eat and you don't know where to eat, and uh, you're thinking maybe I should just maybe I should cook something at home tomorrow. And if that's barbecue, give us a call. We'll help you. We'll help you get that done. We've got Steve Dotson, America's Cookout Coach, here live calling in from Marietta, Ohio, at the Marietta River City uh, Barbecue uh, Contest. Uh, this is number what for you, Steve? Five. This is my fifth one this year. Yep. And explain explain the financial. I know a lot of people when when you talk about competition barbecue uh they'll 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 ask you know well how much does it cost and you you know you don't really want to you don't really want to give it all out there because it's sometimes it's crazy expensive but you can but you know we make it expensive it doesn't have to be that expensive but if you're a if you're somebody who's a backyard cook say you've got a say you bought a uh, 
a Green Mountain Grill there at my store a couple of weeks ago. You've been cooking pork butts and ribs, and you're, you're getting good at it. And you say, boy, you know, I'd like to try a contest. Tell those people where they can go to find out about a contest and how much it might cost them to compete, Steve. Well, anytime you're looking for a contest, uh, specifically we compete in KCBS sanction contests. So naturally you're going to go to kcbs.us. Uh, you can go to their events tab and – you can they they actually have a really great setup for searching within a certain radius from you because that's sort of the the thing right I want to compete I don't want to have to travel so far so uh, they've got a great interface to show you what's close to you now when it comes to competing um, you know like you said it can be as expensive or or on as expensive as you want but staying in the backyard uh, which is just we cook two meats we cook ribs and chicken mm-hmm. I I usually expect an average of about hundred and fifty dollars to enter. Now, if if you happen to be a person that already owns uh, a travel trailer or a motorhome, you know you might pay twenty dollars extra for a little bigger spot. That's that's totally up to you. Uh, if if you want to go as bare bones as I used to, with just a ten by ten pop up in a twenty by twenty spots, pretty standard. You know that that hundred fifty dollars will knock out your entry fee. Then, you know I probably spend. Well, uh, I used to spend. Uh, let's say. Just this weekend, I spent sixteen dollars in chicken thighs, and uh, you know you can get by with three racks of ribs at you know somewhere between uh, sixteen and eighteen dollars a rack. You know you're you're in and competing for probably around two hundred and fifty bucks by the time you buy some seasonings and sauces. Yeah, very reasonable. And then you just got your gas money getting there and home. Right. Yeah, and, and you've got to remember, you know, you're not just paying to compete and try to win bowling trophies, right? It's a it's a weekend. Like we said at the beginning of this, you know, I'm cooking out. I'm pretty much camping out with some some of my uh, my best buds. Mm-hmm. So what kind of ribs are you cooking? Well, so nowadays uh, I, I'm cooking Allegiance Duroc ribs from Kevin down at the butcher shop. Okay, so you're, you're delving into the designer meat. Right, right. So, yeah, so... Now, I'll be honest with you, there are certain ribs that sometimes show up in my food line. I just can't get them consistent, consistently that I can buy for about $14 to $16 a rack. And I love those things. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you start chasing points and I need to be the same every time, uh, I, I I went to a service that, that um, Kevin offers to select those ribs and make sure he sends me the same ones every time. And yeah, I kind of dove into those those uh, designer meats, but it's a small surcharge. You know, I, I think it with shipping, my price on ribs bumps up to about twenty two dollars a rack. But I'm willing to pay that extra, you know, six to eight dollars a rack for the assurance of I know I'm going to have the same thing every time to start with, and then after that, it's my opportunity to try to bring out the best in it. Well, sure it is. So, so you're going to spend a little bit more money on a little better quality of meat, but. Um... But but you're but you're competing against others that are doing the same thing. So you you've got to kind of level the playing field. Well, you remember right. the, the first it, competition I did, Steve. I my ribs I bought and there was a cracked rib, and it just made it funky. So when you're doing that assurance in the competition like that, you know, going to uh, the butcher shop is well worth it because, you know, you're guaranteed quality. Right now, I will say I I know of at least one pro team that is. Uh, top ten in the nation in ribs that still will run uh, Smithfield extra tender ribs from Walmart. Mm-hmm. 
it's just with that game, you've got to sort of it. Well, you don't have to. It helps to to know the people that work there, so that when some when a new shipment comes in, you can come and take a look. Um, that all sort of comes with developing a relationship with with folks at your meat department. Which I've got a, a buddy of my buddy now that works at uh, my local food line that always helps me out whenever it comes to sourcing some meats. So, you know, it's just uh, another opportunity to make some friends. Absolutely. And and even if you're just in the backyard for, I mean, you know, cooking for your family, make a, you know, getting to know the, the, the guys over at uh, food city and in Publix and even in Walmart, um, uh, you know, Walmart, you know, they don't, they don't ever, they don't cut, they don't butcher any meat at their stores. It, it's all brought in in case lots. But um, you can go back there and you can dig through those brisket uh, cases. Oh if, yeah, if you know the right kid back there. Yep, and and that's the thing is is once you start getting into barbecue, you start understanding the anatomy of a cut of meat. Right, that's a big deal. When when I, I first got into it, I couldn't have told you what a money muscle was on a pork butt. But now, uh, even when I'm buying to cook for home, I want to buy the biggest money muscle on a pork butt because I know it's going to yield the the best meat. And I was actually just talking with my my guy from Food Lion the other week about. Yeah, so this is what I'm looking for. I like for it to have the full money muscle, and you know, if we can have a full fat cap, that's great. But you know, these are the things I'm looking at. I'm explaining the anatomy of it too, because while he works there, he doesn't necessarily may not know the intricacies that you and I have have um, you know studied because of this, right? And so he's interested in it. and I'm explaining it to him, and now he can talk to more people about the specifics of of what they're buying. You know, it's it's just uh, it's a neat thing. Jeff Al Salvage has made a comment down there. Read that. Now listen to this, Steve. And this is this is something that's a good topic. And he's right. We've never done this. That's true. And you know, with the, Al's asking, uh, we never talk about beef ribs, and he loves those things. And you know, whether it's plate ribs or you know whatever you're purchasing is, you know, it's a different cook. And some people are big fans, and some people aren't because they haven't cooked the right one. So can you tell us how you, when you're doing beef ribs, uh, Steve, what you're looking for? And, 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 right. and Steve, before you get started, I, I did some beef ribs a couple months ago, and I got these real long ones, and they were horrible. There was no meat on them. Uh, <laughs> they, they weren't very tasty. But then you see some that are short, and they've got the little bit of meat on them, and they look, they look funky. But it looks like they've got more meat. Explain what I cooked and what I should have cooked. Right. So so what you cooked were beef back ribs. And basically that's the same thing as uh, pork baby back ribs. Mm -hmm. The difference is when we talk about a pig versus a cow, what's sitting on top of those beef back ribs is the ribeye roast. So that butcher is going to carve as close as they possibly can to those bones because – you're going to sell a higher dollar per pound for those things. You know, beef back ribs are great, but they're they're a leftover kind of thing. They're not going to have a whole lot of meat. They're going to have fat in them that's going to cook off, um, and you're going to get what you you saw, which is just not a lot left there, which is fine if you know that going into it. But, yeah, if you got them and everyone's been speaking or talking up beef ribs, oh, my goodness, it's brisket on a bone, and you get those, that's not what those are. What those are going to be more akin to is uh, some loin meat. Now you can you can cook them up low and slow, or, or you know you can smoke them, I should say, and and they'll be great. But they're going to be there's not going to be a whole lot of meat on those. Now, the beef ribs that people think about are essentially a beef spare rib. What we call them beef plate ribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come they come off the front part of the 
the right behind the chuck. Um, and they're going to be they're going to come in either three bone or four bone sections. I've I've heard different things from folks. I've heard that the three bone section is is the one that you really really want. I don't know that it'll make that much of a difference. Um, but basically, whenever you see beef short ribs, all those are the, those are those little funky ones you're talking about. Those are the beef plate ribs that that the butchers take and ran through a bandsaw and cut them into shorter sections because basically. You know, unless unless you're you're looking to barbecue some beef plate ribs, big old Texas style beef plate ribs, most folks aren't going to want that three bone section that's you know several pounds because they're they're not going to be ready to handle that. They're not mm-hmm. really going to know what to do that. But if you take a beef short rib, suddenly you can still smoke them. You know, I've I've smoked them. I think I have videos on smoking beef short ribs. One or two videos on it actually. Um, but like chefy folks will will braise them down you know make a red wine reduction sauce uh you can even braise them down and then just pull them off the bone but what's really made the big splash in the past year or two are those big beef plate ribs cooked whole and then sliced on the bone um as just that monstrous dino rib is what what they like to call them and when, when you buy those what i look for is there's always going to be a layer of fat on top of those ribs. And generally there's going to be layers of fat through them, but, but there's usually one section where that fat is going to try to dive down real deep. And I generally would like to flip those ribs around and see how much of a Valley we're going to make and how much fat we're going to have to render with, with that fat in that section. That that's sort of what makes it breaks it to me. You always want fat, but you want the fat to be intermuscular marbling, right? You'll want the, the marbling fat, not the big pieces of fat. So if we can get away from it, if I if I know that I can trim the layer off the top and still have a good section of meat, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, we're going to go through the method on beef ribs just for you, Al Salvage. If you've got a question, hop on that phone and give us a call, 423-267-1023. We're going to take our second break. If ribs are your barbecue thing, then I have the thing for you. Craig Sherry's famous texas rib jelly and texas rib candy plus his chicken and barbecue rubs are all now available at the owl's nest barbecue supply in ultawa treat your ribs with a taste of texas from craig sherry when we come back how to cook beef plate ribs with steve dotson america's cookout coach right here on talk radio WGOW. That matters to you. I've just never been that interested in beef ribs. There's not a lot of meat on them. It seems like it's an awful lot of work for a little bit of meat. Well, on those plate ribs, though, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of meat, and that's why they braise them. It's a lower and slower, and it, you know, there's a more margin for error. Would you agree, yeah. Steve? Yeah, 100%. There's, there's a ton of meat on those beef plate ribs. Um, probably, probably at least a, a point's worth. Like, Probably two points worth, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So if you think of a brisket point, you know, double that in thickness, and that's pretty much beef plate rib sections. Okay. But I'm kind of honestly, Steve, I'm with you. I don't have a whole lot of brisket videos. And I don't have a whole lot of beef videos on my YouTube channel because I got into barbecue because I love barbecued pork, and that has not worn off yet. Like, <laughs> I I love pulled pork. I love barbecue ribs, both baby back and St. Louis. Um, and it, honestly, it's cheaper to cook those too. So yeah, until, until that love affair, you know, goes sour, 
I, you know, I, you know, I try to kick out a beef video here every every now and again, but man, I love sweet barbecue, and you know, when whenever that phase wears off, although it's been years and years, so God knows when that'll happen. But see, I'm waiting. Um, I'm waiting for the barbecue meatloaf division. <laughs> I, did, I did a meatloaf last night. I I like baby baby backs myself. You know, I love ribs more than pork butt. Um, it's just, that's my preference. See, when I do pork at the house, I do pork loin. I do too. More, I do, do, I do uh, you know, a pork tenderloin more than I do uh, pork butts. So, yeah, I rarely do pork loin, but pork tenderloin is just killer. It's, it's a super cheap cut. You can feed two or three people with one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it grills. So, so I was just talking. So they have an an SCA state contest here too tonight, and I was just talking to someone, and their ancillary tonight is pork chop. And I was talking to someone. You know, growing up, we had pork chops. They're always the thin breakfast chops. Nobody in my house had an internal meat thermometer, so they were getting cooked to who knows what yeah, internal temperature. Two hundred degrees. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah, right under shoe cardboard, leather. Cardboard. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until I got I got my first uh, pork tenderloin. I, I'd watched an out and brown video, and I was like, "Oh, that looks really good." And I cooked it, and I cooked it to an internal temperature, 145, and I bit into it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. The oh my people goodness, who were like, oh, I'd rather have a pork chop than a steak. I was like, finally, it kind of makes sense. If, if your pork chop tastes like this, this is delicious. Well, if you look at it, a filet mignon is the same thing as a, the tenderloin. So, right. Yep. But I like yeah. I put a uh, couple uh, tenderloin pork tenderloins on the uh, – I got the rotisserie hookup for the uh, Green Mountain Grill and did them on the rotisserie last Sunday. Man, they were good. Do they cook fast with the rotisserie because you have it going through the meat? Yeah, it cooks really fast. I, I set it. I set the smoker at three fifty, and cooked over it. And um, I mean, it was a. I mean, it was a real quick cook. I'm talking. I think it was maybe fifty minutes. I mean, it's real quick. But it, you know, it doesn't take long to cook one of those things just on the grill, rolling it around. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, nah, just, it takes about twelve minutes. Yeah, you stick it on the grill, and you just keep you got to keep rolling it. And, um... Now, occasionally I'll smoke them. And um, my wife, bless her heart, she grew up in a house where they obliterated everything as well. So I can't cook pork to one forty-five and feed it to her because she just can't do the texture, even though it's better. Um, so she loves it if I put one on there. I radio seven nights a week. W G O W. W-G-O-W. News, weather, and traffic on time. This is an all-hands-on-deck moment. Talk Radio 102.3, WGOW-FM. Talk Radio 102.3. All right, he is the king, and the king reigns supreme at the Owls Barbecue Supply. Myron Mix and Rubs and Sauces set the pace for your backyard cookout. Myron is the winningest man in barbecue, and he wants to be part of your backyard team. So team up with Jack's Old South and get your Myron mixing products at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa, right there in the back, right top, top, top shelf, right there on the left in the back. The Myron mixing section of the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply. We're talking with Steve Dotson, America's cookout coach. Uh, you can check out Steve on YouTube, all you YouTube viewers. Steve has got a very popular channel, several, several thousand of subscribers, and he 
he posts content not as often as he should because he is because I like to watch his content, but I wish he would post more. But he posts content all the time, and uh, it is good stuff. And he teaches you how to do stuff. And right now, he's going to teach us. Now, we're going to call these plate ribs, right, Steve? Yes, sir. Okay, let's let's cook some plate ribs right here on Talk Radio 102.3. So when when I think of beef plate ribs, I think of Texas style barbecue, right? Those are the pictures that people have seen of these big old dino ribs with a beautiful smoke ring. So to do it, we're just going to keep it super duper simple. And we're going to go with that classic, you know, salt and pepper Dalmatian rub. If you want to add a little bit of garlic in there, but basically somewhere, somewhere around 50, 50 salt to pepper by weight. Um, you know, if you want to skew it one way or the other, hey, feel free. If you want to add a little garlic in there, feel free. But basically, we want plenty of salt for this big piece of meat, and we want plenty of black pepper. Now, they call it brisket on a bone, and, and they're not wrong, right? It's, it's a good fatty piece of beef. It uh, It's going to resemble that, that brisket point, and it's going to cook really similar to it. So whatever your particular desired cook temperature is for it, you know, we can definitely accommodate. For me... I'm not a big low and slow guy, right? I'm not necessarily hot and fast. I sort of sit in that middle. I like to run 275. And on these specifically, because we're going to try to break down so much of that fat in there, mm-hmm. I generally like to let them go until I can visibly see that fat rendering. And that's also going to be the point where we've got a pretty positive bark setting up. So, you know, a lot of people like to give temperatures, right? The answer is when the bark looks nice and dark and set and that, that fat looks like you can push on it and it'll just pop basically. But if I had to give you a temperature, I would say it's going to be somewhere in that 165 to 175 range, maybe even up to 180, depending on how you want your bark. Uh, it, it's going to be somewhere between um, three and four hours, probably. Okay. And that's going to that's going to be pushing it a little bit. But but I find if we push things before we wrap it, sometimes we get that fat to break down a little bit better. And, and the only way I can really describe that, Steve, is kind of like. When you think of a really, really good reverse seared ribeye and how that fat is just like yellowed and breaking down, and I, I eat fat on my ribeye, so as opposed to something that's been quick seared and it just never had a chance to break down. That's sort of the goal of what we're looking for. That's my mark before we wrap. Okay. okay. All right, keep going, keep uh, going, keep going. All right, yeah. We're taking notes. I'm possible. taking notes here. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah, gotcha, 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 yes, going. yes, sir. <laughs> so to preserve that bark, if we've got it, we're going to wrap it in butcher paper. Uh, if you don't have it, wrap it in foil. That's fine too. If you want to let it keep going, you can, but you're going to be, you're going to be there for a while. So we're going to wrap it up in butcher paper. Uh, we're going to stick a probe in it and we're going to start checking for actual probe tenderness. Once we break over probably two Oh five. Uh, and when I say probe tenderness, you know, once that probe says 205 degrees, we're going to take it out and we're going to try to put it back in different parts of that meat until, you put it in, it feels smooth, but more importantly, when you pull it out, it doesn't want to come with you. And, okay. and that's the best way I can describe it. Right, hold on, hold on, hold folks. on. Yes, sir, Let's yes, back sir. up. Let's back up. Let's back up. At 165, right. you're taking these things off the smoker, and you're going to wrap them. Now, right. when, I take, when I put my brisket off the smoker, when I wrap it, I put in beef broth around it, and I put a stick of butter cut up into patties on the top of it. And then I wrap it in foil. What are you, what are you doing to the beef ribs. So if we're wrapping them in paper, obviously the, the broth is going to be an issue. However, I do like your idea with the butter because any fat we can add, we want, we want bark, but 
often I get people confusing bark with almost burn or dried out bark. Like I don't want jerky. I want bark. Mm-hmm. So I actually wouldn't mind those, those pads of butter on these. If we're wrapping them in paper, we can't, we can't do the broth, but that's okay. We're going to render our own juice and that's fine. Now, if we go in foil, I absolutely love the idea of the broth and the butter because in foil, it's sort of different, right? We're, we're trying to speed it up. We're trying to make it tender, but we also have the opportunity to add some more flavor. So why not just reinforce that, that, uh, that natural brisket flavor with a little bit of beef broth as well. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And actually there's been a, there's been a thing. There's, there's a fellow named Jeremy Yoder with mad scientist barbecue has been making quite the splash around the internet with his, uh, his brisket wrap in paper technique where he takes beef tallow, tallow yeah. heats, heats it up till it's liquid, puts that on the paper. Uh, yeah. If, if you follow barbecue around the internet, you've probably seen this video he's made. Mm-hmm. And that brisket looked pretty amazing. So I've never done that, but I, well, said, I'd be willing to give that a shot. Saying, he's saying that that is Aaron Franklin's secret. That is what he is. He is hypothesizing. Yeah. Yeah. And now, um, I mean, you, you touch on beef tallow. I tried to, I tried to make my own beef tallow one time and the smell just, it killed me. I had to throw it out. I couldn't, <laughs> it was the nastiest. It, yeah. Can so you, can, let me ask you this. Can you buy beef tallow already? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so so <laughs> that's folks what, that's that don't know, and beef tallow. For the listeners, what beef tallow is. Yeah. So, so folks that don't know, beef tallow is the equivalent of lard. So, lard is to pigs what beef tallow is to cows, mm-hmm. and it's it's just the 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 natural grease that renders down from from cooking down the animal's fat. Um, so you think of bacon grease, you think of lard, you think of pigs, you think of beef tallow, you think of cows. Mm-hmm. So basically, it is it is a fat that is naturally derived from that cow. So when you add that beef tallow to that wrap, uh, you're basically sort of starting that fat that's rendering down out of that brisket, out of these plate ribs. In this example, you could eventually turn it into tallow if you took it a different route. So it's it's not adding th- something that's not already there. It's it's adding something that is there. It's an expected flavor, and as Jeremy Yoder hypothesized, that broken down fat will add to your perception of moisture in that meat. Does it does it add flavor? Is it sort of like a, a liquid MSG, Steve? So I've never played with beef tallow because it's it's I've never actually seen it in a store. But I mean, when I so I've made Brunswick stew with a guy named Charles Cridlin out of out of uh, Virginia, and he flavored he he prepares his big cast iron pots with big blocks of pork fat, and I mean, there's a reason he you use specific animal fats. It it definitely flavors it. I don't know that I would describe it as being an MSG, but it's definitely going to be what a lot of folks will describe as that umami flavor, right? Okay. That savory flavor. Yeah. Okay. All right, carry on, carry on, carry on. So we've got it wrapped with basically. I think we've we've came to an agreement that we're going to wrap it with some sort of fat, and if we're in foil, we're going to add some liquid, probably a beef broth. Um, put an internal probe in it. We're going to bring it up to at least. We're going to start checking things at two hundred five degrees. Now, I would bet that these are not going to be tender at two hundred five degrees, but for the sake of not drying these out, we'll start our checking, and when we check. We'll take either uh, some sort of internal instant read thermometer 
or the probe that we're using, perhaps, if that's all we have, or a toothpick, even if we have to. And poke the meat. It needs to go in smooth. But like I was saying, more important than that, I want, especially on beef, I want it to come out smooth. So if if you can imagine taking a toothpick and poking it into these ribs and pull it out, if those ribs move at all when you pull it out, it's not done yet. That's that's not probe tender. Okay. Uh, and I think a lot of people get hung up there. They'll they'll go, well, it feels kind of soft. Now, if that thing moves at all, I think you've got more fat you can render. And you're doing yourself a little bit of a disservice by not rendering it out. So I really think these are going to be done somewhere more in that 210 range. Mm-hmm. And the Which thing that people sort of forget number? is, right, protein is mostly water. And water, of course, boils at 212 degrees. So it's really hard to push something much past 212 degrees. So the the higher you get in these temps, when you get up to that 210, it might seem like it's slowing down. You might spend a lot of time from 200 to 210, but just trust the process, you know, get in there and check it with that, that probe. And the biggest piece of advice I can give to anybody who cooks barbecue is don't rush yourself. If you don't think it's done, leave it on there and let it keep going. And it's going to take another hour or two for it to finish once you wrap it. But, if you trust the process and just let it go, you're not going to be disappointed. Exactly right. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. We'll take our last break. All you pellet heads out there, you know your pellet smoker needs a quality fuel at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply. We stock barbecuers delight pellets that will keep your smoker running smoothly with great flavor. Everything from mesquite, oak, hickory to cherry, even apple and peach. You can trust barbecuers delight pellets to stoke your smoker with flavor and dependability. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live with Steve Ray. Jeff Maxwell here on Talk Radio 102.3 with our special guest, Steve Dotson. I can just see Al Selvage getting his coat, getting his jacket and tennis shoes on to run down to Publix to find beef tallow. Or beef plates. That was an outstanding uh, segment there, Steve. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough cook. That's 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 it. An advanced cook, I should say. You know, now one time I took the ribs off of a um, prime rib mm-hmm. and cooked them. They had a lot of meat on it, and yep. uh, man, they were good. So those are those beef back ribs that you you cooked that did not do well. Okay, well this, the time I did these, they had a lot more meat on it. Right. One yeah. Time. And so I cooked them just like a brisket, and boy, they were delicious. Yeah. So it's all going to come down to the butcher that cut them off mm-hmm. that prime rib roast. So if you were, if you imagine, see, if you had that prime rib roast, if you were to cut that back about two inches off of the bone, mm-hmm. now you're going to have something more like the plate ribs, and you're, you know, you're going to sacrifice the size of your, the size of your prime rib roast, but then you'll be able to cook those and smoke those mm-hmm. just like you would a, a plate, a plate. If you understand, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I've I've never seen that done, but that that makes sense. Well, I've done that. Because my yeah. wife won't eat anything off the bone, Steve. So what I gotcha. do is when I make a prime rib roast, I will separate them. Yep. Uh, you know, part way through the cook. Yep. A lot of guys take the bone off and they tie it back on. I've always thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, I've I've never been a big fan of trussing the ribs back on because I, I mean. It's one of those schools of thought, right? It's the bone adds flavor. Uh, but that's wrong. Yeah. But that's wrong. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
I'm not. I, I respect what Meathead has done for the barbecue community in in testing a lot of these things. It's sort of I, I do a lot of the same thing of testing conventional wisdom. And one of the things that he has proven is that the bone by itself does not actually add flavor. There's just too much to cook through, like so much calcium. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, he says resting meat doesn't help either, and I disagree with him on that. Well, so you kind of got to watch because he talks – he says resting steak doesn't help. Oh, okay, but he but he's okay on brisket because, you know, resting a brisket makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. If yeah, you, he is. If you, if you take a brisket off of a smoker and you slice it right then – it will not be near as good as if you let it sit for a couple hours in the smoker in the in the cooler. Right? No, I would agree. No, no yep. and I've and, done it. It's 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 that 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 resting time is it's magical for that big piece of brisket. And we'll go so over I, that in my brisket boot camp on May the fifteenth <laughs> at seven. You know, that's a really you, cool idea. I I saw you posting about that, but yeah. I didn't know the specifics. But you're going to give people a pack of brisket mm-hmm. and a boning knife. Brand new boning knife. Already bought them. And everything they need to to make this brisket a success. And we're going to cook it on my big stick-burning offset smoker. So we, we are going to do the the full barbecue uh, experience. You're going to get to run the fire, um, keep the fire up, stoke the fire, adjust the draft, uh, you know, on a big old, a big old upright offset stick burner. There's nothing funner than running the big stick burner. You've, you've used them. I mean, it's in the one I've got, it's uh, the firebox is insulated, but the, but the uh, smoker part isn't. And uh, it makes great barbecue. It makes great tasting barbecue, but it's a, it's a, it's a workaholic. It will work you <laughs> like a mule. Yes, sir. But they're fun. I like it. Radio, and you gotta rise up. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? You never hear that kind of talk. At least I haven't. No small talk, just real talk. Talk Radio 102.3, WGOW FM. Talk Radio 102.3. Welcome back. The Alvinus Barbecue Supply Show Live. Here on Talk Radio 102.3, we got a few minutes. Left with Steve Dotson, the America's Cookout Coach, coming to us from Marietta, Ohio. Quick, Steve, for everyone listening, we've been talking a little bit about beef ribs. Let's flash back to the competition that you're at. What is the turn-in schedule? Give everybody, in, in about two minutes, give me the elevator, um, the elevator tour of a barbecue competition day of. Right. So for me... What we're going to do is we're going to get up at 6 o'clock. I'm actually going to start trimming ribs. I've gotten into a bad habit of not trimming my ribs before I get here. Um, so we'll do that. At about 6.45, I will light off my big cube smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll let it come up to temp. It's got some hot spots, so it needs to come up to temp. Uh, right after I light that off, I'll season those ribs. I like to give them an hour to let that seasoning sort of liquefy on them. And at 8 o'clock, they'll go on the cooker. At uh, between 8 and 9, I'm going to build my boxes. We're pretty quick about building boxes. That'll take us about 20 minutes. Uh, they're not going to look the best, but, hey, they'll get the job done. What do you use? At, what do you use? Uh, kale. They're the baby. We used to use lettuce discs, which are just as fast. 
But uh, you got to make sure you get the plastic out of there because you could be disqualified. And mm-hmm. honestly, uh, the anxiety of what if I missed a piece of plastic <laughs> just got to me. We went to Kale. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah. People are, go- people so, uh, are listening going, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> people have problems. So at 9 o'clock, I'll pull my chicken out. I'll start seasoning it up. Uh, it'll go on the cooker at 10, which is actually also right when I wrap my ribs. Uh, that's not an accident. That is on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that point, I believe I will wrap those pieces of chicken at uh, 10.55. Then the the ribs will come off. They will hit temperature and be tender somewhere between uh, 11.30 and noon. At noon, of course, we have chicken turn in, so we'll, we'll box them up and turn them in. At 12.30, we'll take those ribs that should be perfectly tender by now, uh, slice them up, turn them in, and then at Marietta... It's a turkey smoke event, so at noon I will put on a turkey breast onto the charcoal egg corn to cook, and at two o'clock that should be uh, nice, tender, and flavorful to be turned in as well. We've got one minute left, guys. One minute. Well, thank you. So that there you go, folks. That's the that is a day in a in the life of a competition barbecue cook. If it sounds, if you're listening to that and you go, boy, it sounds like those guys are busy. It is a very busy morning. And it is a very, very exciting morning as well. Steve Dotson, thank you so much for joining us, always imparting great information on us. Please tell everybody here in Chattanooga where they can find you. Sure. So you can find me most easily over at YouTube. Just look for The Cookout Coach uh, on Facebook at Cookout Coach and Instagram at Cookout Coach. If you've got any questions, send them to me, and we will get you squared away. Steve Dotson, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, good luck on your barbecue contest tomorrow. Thank you, sir. It's been fun. Everybody here in Chattanooga on YouTube and, I'm sorry, on Facebook and on <laughs> <Never mind>. radio. <laughs> the radio. I, 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 was, I, was, I was doing something. I forgot, to, I forgot to do something. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. Come and see us tomorrow at the Owlsnest Barbecue Supply. We will be there until around from ABC News. This mouse ain't working. What the hell's wrong with this mouse? All right, there you go. All right, you still there, Steve? Oh, we cut off Steve too. But thanks, Steve, for joining us. We're still we're still on Facebook. What I was doing, I was trying to, I was trying to mess around with my, uh, <laughs> with the uh, audition that I forgot to start. But anyway, everybody, thank you for watching here on Facebook. Al Salvage, thanks for the great questions, and we will back be back here next Friday night. Well, we we will be talking about chicken, and we will have one of the best chicken cooks in the country with us next Friday night here on the Owls Nest Barbecue Show live on talk radio and on Facebook. Until then, good